when I'm on, they gon' have questions for me. What them bad hoes like? Can you bless me, homie? Did you buy those? We're back, back to even. It is Wednesday, October 25th, 2023. Hope you all are having a great week. It's great to be back, especially after taking a, w- a day off. Um, it's definitely weird now that we're doing that and taking the, it just, I, I felt a little weird this weekend, you know, and I didn't like that. So I'm glad we're doing this back at it. Had a great weekend. Thanks for listening. Thanks for the, thanks for coming along for the ride. Thanks for listening to the pod. Welcome in all good things. we got a great show today. So let's cook. You know who I am. My name is Jeff. Joined as always by the one and only. Hey Ben. Hey Ben. 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 Hey Ben. Oh Ben. 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 And since I already cracked a beer, we'll pretend I did it. Round two. Cheers, Benito. How you doing, brother? What up, Jeffrey? Hey, we're farther than we were the first time we tried that. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Let's go. Let's go. (laughs) What's a little technical difficulties on a Sunday night? You know? Wouldn't be be right without it. Uh, I got a gift from a listener i got to share this with you uh real quick um pretty cool pretty dope that is way cool dude fuck yeah that's really cool it's it's a hollowed Uh, out baseball bat to drink out of with our logo on. yeah so i got one of those ones too uh just says benny on it from uh being in jordan kirk's wedding shout out fox uh I haven't drank out of it since his wedding. Uh, it's just in my office. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're a cool idea. Uh, I keep it on the mantle always. and uh, It'll just be on my shoulder the whole time. Yeah, since no, I don't have shelves sweet. to put it on. That's <laughs> sweet. Um, who who do you, who got you that, if you don't mind me asking? My neighbor. Uh, yeah. His name is Jim. Good dude. Yeah. We golf a lot together. Yeah. And uh, it was like a birthday present. And... It just took a little while to get there, apparently. And he was like, yeah, yeah. it's fucking dope. He got the logos from, I don't know how he got the logos. No, no, he said he was texting you. Yeah, yeah, he hit me up on uh, hit me up on uh, on Instagram. You son of a and, bitch. Uh, so he, uh, yeah, it seems like a really good dude. I wish yes. I had a friend like James. He, uh, Jim, uh, he, uh, yeah, he reached out and he's like, hey, I want to get Jeff something for the pods for his birthday. And so... It's like, damn, dude, what a guy, what a friend. Yeah, so, what a guy, good stuff. Shout out him. That's sweet, though. That's cool. It was, it was, and he was on vacation. First officially merchandised. Uh, it is technically back to even, and only the important stuff. Merch. It is, yeah. But uh, we got an idea for some merch now. Oh fuck, do we ever? We got a, we got a, a plan in action. Um, I think, I think we definitely make that shirt. I think it would sell. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we're just a couple D-Gens, and I think it would sell. And, you know, I kind of like, you know what I'm talking about? Like the, you see them at truck stops a lot or like any souvenir shop. It'll be Mm -hmm. like a postcard with a prayer and then like a coin on it. For sure. But uh, Jeff hit us today. I've had a real tough time gambling as a group. Um it's harder when you need six things to hit than one, but it doesn't matter. We're not going to stop. Nope. Um, we don't quit. So we don't bet shame and we don't quit. Although sometimes I want to just because some things are hilarious that happen. And uh, 
I mean, we have, we must have texted 17,000 times. There it is since you sent that. Uh, <laughs> also, Jeff said opening, opening. So the bets for the day did not go well. Our, our general one, right? We're going to set no. this up a little, little pretext, little context here. Um, the big parlay did not hit. We, we shook things up this week, as we talked about last week. I had to, had to, had to, you know, mix things up. See if we can't get some some new vibes going, right? Shake the earth. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, didn't hit. We were dead pretty early. The under, which was what forty and a half. The Browns Colts. Yeah, that's what that's what somebody picked. Somebody picked that, and that was just a big swing and a miss. Turns out a lot of people got that wrong. Saw that like, that hit in the first half. Yeah, seventy percent of bets on that game were on the under and lo and behold, you get some backup quarterbacks in and they just start scoring points at will. Huh. I guess crazy. I also took, took out an insurance policy because mm-hmm. I messed up the bet. <laughs> yep. uh, the, the picker wanted an alt line. So I said, I'd cover it, eat the 24 bucks, which is a big eat. I mean, not huge, but it's a big eat, you know, yeah, stand up guy world. You're stand up yeah. guy. And so I just said, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna take out an insurance policy, put everything else together, 10-legger, which if that would have hit, that would have been nice. Mm-hmm. Um, we're looking – we needed a Devontae touchdown in the early games. And he had one, and he let it bounce off his hands. Ran a nice little fade. <clears throat> no bueno. But Cooper didn't score either, so we just had a tough day. Mm-hmm. Um Ended up, I think, overall three of six on that one. So then I threw out the idea. I was like, hey, you guys want to be super DGENs? And we just go like a dollar a piece, roll some parlays. Then we actually ended up doing two parlays. So, mm-hmm. um, One on the Sunday night anyway. game, one on the ALCS. Yeah. So um, I'll check and see how we did. But Jeff hit us with a prayer. Um, you want to read the prayer? I don't have it in front of me, so you feel free. Oh, okay. Copyright, uh, back to even only the important stuff. Greatest people you never met in media. Um, <laughs> dear gambling gods, thank you for the opportunity to place bets with our friends. We don't ask much of you and generally laugh when you cur- cruelly dish out a bad beat. Tonight we ask for your blessings on our bets and to let one of them hit. In the name of the parlay, the double down, and the press. Amen. <laughs> That was great. That was great. Um, yeah, I think if we sold those outside of casinos or got them into uh, like a gift shop in Vegas, we'd be, probably be millionaires in a week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 100%. 100%. So, yeah. Also, you know, the guy who bet the under earlier. Yeah. He always says this thing to us. Do you know what he always says? Well, there's a couple things he always says. But when it comes to betting the over or the under, you know what he says a lot? Life's too short to bet the under. Yeah, Yeah. he does say that all the time. So why did he bet the under? I don't know. Damn it, Justin. I mean, somebody. Anonymous (laughs) one-sixth of our bet. (laughs) It's only fun because it's him because we've all missed right. we've all missed picks before. Oh. And then it was comical that it was that 
pick. And I was like, this is when I mess him up, you know, I feel bad. Mm-hmm. But it did work out for adults. Like, don't change that time. I was like, I accidentally clicked on JJ, not TJ. We got too many J's on the Vikes. <laughs> so, you know, clicked on mm-hmm. JJ. He scored. TJ didn't score. Made right. Dalt look like a genius. Yeah. Uh, this morning, I was like, here's what's going to happen. They're going to score 43 or 44 points in that game. Yeah. I got to take out an insurance policy. Yeah. So, so I did. I did. And that did, it didn't matter. So, but not. a little ten dollar insurance out of my pocket for the boys. I do it any day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're a stand up guy. You're nothing if Just not a money will make more. Damn right. We absolutely will. Absolutely will. Yeah. And so we threw those bets together tonight and dude, we were feeling good. I, I think the crazier the some of the craziest stuff was so there were three two six leg parlays, right? Yep. And one was on the, the the football game tonight. All there were three anytime touchdown pieces of that. All they three all of those hit in the first half. Yeah, <laughs> in the first fucking half, dude. Dude, it's it's that's why I love and hate sports gambling so much because it just if it, it just fluffs you, you know, just enough mm-hmm. to get some blood flowing. Yeah. And you're like, oh, man, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Yeah, you look good in some loose pants. You know, people are like, okay. (laughs) Yeah, you wear some gray sweatpants around. People be like, this guy's packing a piece. (laughs) Yeah. For this this motherfucker. And then all of a sudden, it's just like back to baby dick real fast. Yeah. Well, I mean, we were teased. We were teased, you know. Um, Four of six. Four or six on the baseball game. I know. We got the two strikeouts. We got the runs, and we got the money line. Um, yeah. Dull that Bregman to get a hit, which is a very fair hit. Exactly. Pick. Yep. That's and then not I took Jordan for three bases. I was like, two. well, this motherfucker's going to blast one to the moon. Mm-hmm. And the thing I hate, I mean, I know the rule, but I, I hate the total bases. Because he advanced on a walk after he hit a single, right? <laughs> yes. So, I mean, I just, I hate, he's on base because of his single. Yeah. In the, in the, all the words, that's a base. I get it. But I, I took the three bases because I thought he did a home run. It's a little bit less than a home run sure. odds, but you're not just work, work, working on one swing. Right. You know? Yep. So, um, it don't I mean it's it's fun. We'll probably do it again. Yeah, and then uh whoever picked Miami Dolphins money line and then we missed by a half a catch from DeAndre Swift, which is a good pick. I like that. And then I don't know what I was thinking with DeAndre. old Braxton Barrios. No, was, I don't mean it wasn't DeAndre Swift. Yeah, it was. Not on the bet, I don't think I think it was the other Swift. Oh, Taylor? No, no, not Taylor. Um, no, there's only De- one Swift. There's a Devonte Smith. That's Smith. oh Smith. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. This is this is me not paying attention. This is what happens when it's not your yeah. bet. You're like D something. Okay. Yeah. No, you do make sure yours hit. 
Well, when Mark Andrews scored seven seconds into the early games this morning, I was like, yes, I'm off the hook. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That will not be the reason we fail. You know, because right. when we used to do it with the geriatric group, too, I'd hate when Brandon TC would text me and tell me that I owe him $5,000. <laughs> right. You know. Yeah. It's it, it's not a good feeling when you're no. the weak link. No, I do miss I I'm, I do miss that group a little bit because I do miss Brandon yelling all the time and then forgetting how fucking bets worked at all. Yes, uh, like that time he, what did he do? He wanted the Cowboys or the Raiders plus the points. He thought us the other way. Well, if he thought it was, uh, let's just say Vikings Niners, right? And he thought yeah. that, and it was Niners. Uh, minus five and a half. He thought that meant they could lose by up to five and a half. Yeah, Which and we explained numbers it. doesn't we, make sense. No, and we explained it to him th- four or five times. Yeah, I yeah I want to say I think he's got it now, but I don't know. I doubt it. If you called him right now and said, <laughs> "Explain the spread to me," <laughs> and, and he placed. Multiple bets like that. One time it worked out. Yeah, a couple, obviously. And then he's like, <laughs> why didn't the, the only time we knew is because it didn't hit the way he wanted it to hit in his brain. Right. And then he's like, why didn't that hit? We're like, well, do you not know how fucking numbers work? <laughs> That's why. <laughs> Which is so fun. It's so fun. Uh, gambling is fun. Also, Correct. Shout out us for saying we were going to do something and then not doing it. Mm-hmm. Good luck. Yeah. It's a good luck. It's a, it's a good luck. We're men of our words. Yeah. Jeff was Jeff was pool surfing. What's uh, up? In the Dells. <clears throat> and we just didn't even text about it. So that's on. I mean, both of us were capable of a text, but I just wasn't even thinking of it. Yeah, I wasn't either. I was so wrapped up in vacation mode, if you will. Yeah. And running around with these kids, I had totally forgotten about it. And then I feel like a couple times I was like, oh, shit, I'm going to text Ben. I was like, ah, he's probably at practice. I'll wait. And then I had forgotten. And it yeah. just kept piling up. And, and it happens. It's all good. You know, you beef it sometimes, you beef it. We beefed it. That's right. Hands up. We apologize. I know so many people were just looking to fade us this weekend. But you know what? The funny thing is, Ben. I was, you know, 78 for 78 this weekend. It's too bad. All the picks I had in my head, I hit. I know I did. Yeah. Yeah. I know I was perfect. Too. That's what I wish. I just wish we had to put it on paper. I know. You know, it's too bad. It's a disappointment. Really? It is. It really is. I feel bad for you. We'll do better next time. We will be better. We've got a lot of things to gamble on here soon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We checked. I mean, we got hockey now is live. Uh, that's a that's a sport I don't understand gambling wise. No, but I found a new favorite bet. Okay, let's discuss. Shots on goal. Okay. Uh, lots of high odds. Like you just take the star for like five plus shots. Okay. I don't know if that's good or bad. I feel like five shots. Yeah, that best guy, plus 300, put a couple of them together, bound to hit. Found a guy on TikTok. He's putting together these, like, say, you know, I usually I get, like, a 16 leg for a buck to win a sure. million. Yeah. He's got six, seven legs, and he gives me an explanation. 
And I'm like, yep, that sounds fucking great. I'm in. I even commented on that. I was like, dollar a day forever till we hit. That sounds so reasonable. Yeah. I mean, you just say stuff, words, and then it's like, yeah, I could see that. 100%. That's also why sports betting is a problem. (laughs) One is, that's off. Well, why can't Braxton Berrios have 25 yards today? He sure could have. Yeah. He didn't, but he could have. You know, and then it's things like, you know, if you would if we would have just picked uh Dante Foreman to have three plus touchdowns and Gardner Minshew two plus touchdowns, we could have easily put our twenty four bucks on just those two bets and probably been splitting a million bucks. Because mm-hmm. Gardner was like plus nine thousand and I saw the other one was like I think it was like plus fifty. For a three, or I mean, maybe that's how I don't remember, but yeah, it was a lot. You put those two together. I mean, I wish I had a, wish I had a time machine. I'd be a, I would just go, write down multiple touchdown scores mm-hmm. from every week. Go to the beginning of the season. Bang, billionaire. Bang, bang. Yep. Good to go. How fun. Yeah, so fun. Oh man. It sports betting it, it can get you, you know, and I think one of the bets that we definitely would have placed this week would have been on the over under of the lowest over under in college football. Time. The Iowa Hawkeyes yeah. versus the Golden Gophers of Minnesota. Shout out. You Shout smell, out. You smell that? Smells like bacon. Did you have some this morning? I did. I did, actually. I saw a lot of tweets in my timeline of people eating bacon this morning. I had a bacon breakfast burrito just for that. Saying the Floyd of Rosedale came home. Fucking ain't right, it did. (laughs) Did it originate in the state of Minnesota? Yeah, it was the two governors put a bet on the game. On a live pig. Yeah. They bet a pig. So who won the first? I'm just like. A Minnesota won the first one. Okay. So technically it was an Iowa pig. Yeah. Yeah. Because whoever, whoever lost okay. had to give said pig. Correct. Yeah. So technically the pig originated in Iowa. Yeah. But who knows whose idea it was. <laughs> yes. Fair. Fair enough. Fair, fair point. And, you know, it came home for slaughter the first time, the only time to yeah, Minnesota. So, yeah. technically, Minnesota would be home, oh, I guess. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Did you watch the game? What a day. Uh, Jeff, you know me and Gophers football. Yeah, I watched every second of it, actually. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts? So. Like, what? How was, how was that game for you? Uh... Defensive battle, uh, which I know a lot of people are like, this sucks. I don't mind watching them, to be honest, because I love football. Good uh, joke. Uh, I'm really struggling on if it was two great defenses, which I do think they are very good defenses, or two horrendous offenses. I can't decide which idea I like more, um, but – yeah. yeah, I felt like there was a lot of opportunities left on the table um, for both teams to win that game by a lot more. 
Uh, I'm gonna be honest. I love PJ Fleck, and it's you know first time since I think they said 1993 that the Axe and Floyd have been in Minnesota at the same time, which is uh, 30 years ago. So that's big time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we gotta have uh, the Gophers. I shouldn't say we. I don't work for them. I'm just a fan. Uh, the Gophers need to have a schematic change on offense. Mm. Big time. Sure. Just don't work, man. I mean, it's just, it's not, it's just not there. Like I said, I think they have seven fucking plays. It's all zone run. There's no hole ever. It's just crazy to me. It's just absolutely insane to me that somebody gets away with that and coaches at the D1 level. I mean, that play card's got to be like five, five rows deep. There's no, you know, the routes are going to run. I mean, Mm-hmm. Not like I'm calling it, but he's just like, oh, I've seen this play a million times the last seven years for the Gophers. Sure. If they go twins to one side, they're going to run their RPO. Number one is going to run a post. Number two is going to run a slam. Sure. Okay? They run that 40 times a game. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, just straight fucking inside zone, run right into the back of the center, get three yards, fall down. Yeah. Which it's just not very creative. There's no screens. Maybe a tunnel or a bubble every once in a while, but there's no like back screens. I don't know, man. Yeah. It's just crazy. Um Kirk Ferentz or Brian Ferentz, excuse me, he's a little behind the eight ball now. The climb to three twenty five. It's tough. Better hop on the escalator. Yeah, it's a tough look. Tough look. Um I am juiced up though because every I was a tweet and I almost I was gonna quote it last week. They said the Iowa Hawkeyes is probably gonna go eleven and one with the worst offense in college football history. And I said, Not so fast, my friend. <laughs> Not so fast. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'll answer your question. I don't think those were your two world class defenses. That those that those were Easily the two worst offenses I've ever seen in my yeah, life. Yeah, I know they're not good, I, but I do think that both those defenses are really good. It's, I really do. Yeah, it's easy to look good against dog shit offense. No, I get that, and I get that the Gophers gave up 50 points to Michigan, but I'm just saying, like, I think that both those defenses are pretty solid. Like That's all. I, I, I don't think the Iowa quarterback should be a quarterback at the division one level. Like that, that was, he is awful. And I know he's a kid and it's his third start and all, but wow. Yeah. Wow. Like he's not good. And the off, you're absolutely right. Like the offensive plan for Minnesota, like it's terrible. Blows my, they tried to out Iowa, Iowa. They just about did, and it almost it should it it bit them in the ass at mm-hmm. the end of the game. Like essentially, it it bit them in the ass. They were trying to play Iowa's game, and essentially got bit in the ass by it. They got bailed the fuck out by that th- that whole kerfuffle of a fair yeah. catch or an invalid fair catch or whatever. Because to me, yeah. you know. Great play. That's if that if the roles had been reversed, like we would all like any Minnesota fan would be just as up in arms as the Iowa fan 
is over that because it's like, what the fuck? How is that a thing? Uh, it's it's a uh, it's been a rule for a while, unfortunately. No, I know it is. It's, you don't see it much. I don't love it. I don't like it either. And I know, like you're 100 percent right. Whichever fan base that goes against is freaking out. Mm-hmm. But it's it's big on the deception things now and safety in the game. Sure. Um, it's the anytime and if you don't, if you see it, and you, you should lose your mind if you don't. But anytime a punt returner is doing any kind of wave with their arms, wherever they get the ball, it's going to be a dead ball now, because anybody seeing that in their thought process, and I just know this from our rules meetings, because mm-hmm. it's a point of emphasis every year, is that it's going to be a dead ball. Is it's like the getaway, getaway, you know? So you, a a guy on the coverage team is thinking, okay, they're not going to pick the ball up. So he could slow down and then he could pick the ball up and run and somebody could just blast somebody just standing there. Right. So it's terrible. I don't like it. I didn't see that at first on the call. Um, No, I I was like, holy fuck. The the one guy you can't kick it to Cooper DeGene. I would have punted that fucker 65 yards out of bounds. No matter what. That right. ball has to go out of bounds. Right. And, it, and he's it, good. It feels like the guy was trying to, and because it was into the wind, you know, he was yeah. trying to. It's, it, it to me, it's that that Cooper cat made a great fucking play. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know, or tackling by the Gophers. Yeah, on the it sideline. didn't look like the Gophers were pulling up at all. Like they tried no, to I tackle him didn't i'm just yeah and all nine of them were there one guy made an attempt at him six of the gophers ran into each other it looked like a clown car like yeah crash like at the scene <laughs> and he just yeah. he gives a little spin move and whoop and he's gone and it's just like holy shit this is the that was the funniest thing i'd ever seen in my life because you know like the, the go like they thought they had it wrapped up and then whoop whoopsies to me i don't know man like you can't have that much confidence in your defense when you haven't won against them in that long you know what i mean like you have to assume something stupid is gonna happen and something stupid did happen yeah i mean you I mean, you kind of, I don't know. Yes and no, I guess. I get what you're saying. Defense had played lights out all day. They they gave up. They held them on fourth and goal uh, on a QB sneak and then a very fucking weak personal foul call on the goal line gave them first down again, and then they got it. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I do think, I mean, it's a shitty break, but yeah, what do you do, you know? No, I know. Sorry. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Don't apologize. You won because Iowa still had a shot to win the game. And then they did. And they threw a pick. Yeah. Like, I, you can't, don't apologize for it. You, you won. I just, as a, I'm, I'm fairly neutral on this. I don't care if the Gophers win or lose. Well, I didn't win. I'm just a fan, Jeff. I didn't do anything to win the game. I, I totally get it. I totally get you didn't, right? I, I have no rooting interest on either side of that. I'm not a diehard one way or the other. All I know is my eyes hurt after watching the game. That's all I'll say. You, you know how many gophers caught passes yesterday? <laughs> no, please tell me some comically 
absurd low number. Two. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good work, uh, boys. Yeah. So if you can cover Daniel Jackson and uh, Darius Taylor out of the backfield on swings, you got a shot to stop him. Wow. Brutal. Just crazy. Just crazy, man. Just a brutal display of collegiate athletics. I will say uh, USC ain't ready for that. Nope. Can USC get into a fucking six six battle? A twelve to ten game? I don't know. For a prize I pig? I doubt it. I doubt they could. They wouldn't know what to do. Just crazy. I mean that whole I don't know. I, I mean, I just I would like to see a philosophy change on the offensive side of the ball for the gophers. I hope for the sake of Iowa, they fire Brian Ferentz. Mm-hmm. Um, just comical all around, like you said. Yeah, it was just it, it. It that's not a fun game to watch. You know what I mean? Like I, I've seen some good defensive battles where you know they're making plays against talent. You know what I mean? And like and like good schemes and these guys are just balling out like jumping routes or, you know, well designed blitzes that are getting home and whatnot. This was just two teams running dive plays all night and throwing like out passes and missing wildly. And it it was just ugly. It was ugly offense. It was not enjoyable to watch at That's all. Big Ten football, baby. Woo! I mean, that was the that was the weekend in the Big Ten. Uh, Penn State and Ohio State was similar for a long time. It ended up being twenty to twelve. Mm-hmm. That was just a battle of, I mean, wildness. I guess too. I don't know how much you watched that, but I, I um, saw bits and pieces of that. I was driving at the time. Yeah. It was a uh, was a tight little battle. Both quarterbacks through uh, Ethan Kaliak Manis ten for twenty five hundred twenty six yards. Nice. Deacon Hill ten for twenty eight hundred sixteen yards. Whew. Deacon did spread the ball out a little bit more. He he had four receivers on his ten completions. Oh boy. He also fumbled and lost twice, and that was just a hell of a game. Just a hell of a game. It was. It was. Here's the stat of the night. Tory okay. Taylor, Iowa's yes. candidate for Heisman. Mm-hmm. Nine punts. Do you know how many yards he punted for? Oh, man. I would say 280. Oh, Incorrect. Let me, do, let me do some math. Okay. I'm going to just take nine. I'm going to time multiply by let's let's just call it 48 yards a punt. 432 yards. This is close. Yeah, 444. <laughs> oh, close. So here's the here's the shitty stat of the day. Both punters out yarded both teams. 
combined. The both teams combined total yardage. Got out. Iowa had Iowa had 127 yards of total offense. God damn. The Gophers had 239. <laughs> <laughs> Say the Iowa again. <laughs> 127 yards of total offense. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Not a good look. Both teams had over 50 yards in penalties, but then you go here to the punters. Um, Mark Crawford, Aussie for the Gophers punted for 359 and Tory Taylor, 444. Is that math math? Yeah. Sure. Just math. Uh, yeah, uh, no, I guess Corey missed it by seven yards. But you got to be better than that, Corey. All right. Yeah, three hundred and fifty-nine yards, dude. That's insane. That there's three hundred and sixty-six yards of total offense in the game. Mm-hmm. In the game. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Have you seen the uh, <clears throat> Have you seen the Brian Ferentz AI? generated uh, press conferences that come out on Mondays? No, I have not. They're golden. Um, one of them said something about, you know, and it, you know, AI is crazy and it's, mm-hmm. it sounds like him. It looks like him. And then he's like, maybe y'all could get a step stool and climb out of my ass. And he's like, because when they lost to Penn state, Penn state, I, it sounds like a high number, but I feel like they ran 80 offensive plays. Okay. And so he said the defense had 80 opportunities to score, and they didn't. <laughs> the AI generated thing did. Yeah. And he's like, defense had 80 chances to score, and they didn't once. <laughs> so <laughs> he's like, maybe instead of worrying about that, y'all can take a step stool and climb out of my ass for a little bit. Classic. Classic. But hey, here's the deal. Gophers knocked off a top twenty-five opponent on the road. Tough sure. environment. Yeah, yeah. To win a rivalry win, mm-hmm. PJ will probably get an extension now. Yeah. Um, which I'm cool with. He's just got to. We just got to. Somebody's got to make some changes on the offensive mm-hmm. side of the football in mm-hmm. the Big Ten. Uh, agreed, wholeheartedly. Yeah, I, and I'm not trying to uh, reignite this that this whole debate, but it, I, in my head, I can't watch that and think, man, this conference so fucking good, so deep. Because I watched that and I was just like, this is awful football. It's just awful to watch. Yeah. And that and Iowa was is leading the West. Yeah. And they're also ranked in the top twenty five in the nation. Which makes no so sense. Like, people thought that they were a really good football team to put them up there in the top twenty five in the nation. Well, I feel like we've established people are dumb. Right. <clears throat> but then the same point, Arkansas and Mississippi State went head-to-head all Saturday to score a total of 10 points in a game. Yeah, they're not good either. 
seven to three. So I, I mean, agree. it can happen anywhere. I would rather have that. I mean, I guess I would rather have a defense that is stopping something than you look at like the classic Big Twelve games where you have defenses who give up fifty six points a week. I mean, I understand from a fan standpoint, mm-hmm. it's not the most fun to watch. It, definitely a fucking 56 to 50 thriller is way more fun to watch. For but Yeah, absolutely. As, as a football person, I can't stand that shit where it's just fucking four verts. These motherfuckers can't stop a touchdown. Four verts, they can't stop a touchdown. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think that that's tough to watch as well because yeah. it's fun it's more fun for sure yeah. but it's tough to watch but but if you can't if you can't put up you know 25 30 points with some consistency that is just that is just as bad to watch in my right. opinion. like I don't know like the forward pass has been invented you've made the joke like you got to understand how to use that and and go. I was just surprised to learn that Iowa threw the ball 28 times to see the stat. I knew they did a lot. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's a pick. We're just looking for something else, like obscure, to see. <laughs> Maybe we'll probably find how many how many people in college football had more total yards by themselves than Iowa as a team. Oh, like individual players. Yeah, Marvin Harrison Jr. out out. Yarded them by almost forty yards against Penn State. He had one hundred and sixty-two yards on eleven catches. Oh, Maserati! One hundred and twenty-seven total. Yeah, you think Gus Johnson lives to say Maserati Marv? I mean, you would just you would have assumed that he got an NIL deal from Maserati to say. That. I'm gonna be honest. I wish I was so good at something that somebody would call me Bugatti Ben. You know, like. Damn. Sure. You that's a fucking baller fucking nickname. Like yeah. Maserati Marv. Yeah, dude, that's pretty sick. Uh yep. He makes a lot of money. Yeah, he's you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Just a sweet nickname. But Gus Johnson saying it every time Maserati Marv was on the field. Yeah. Was getting a little much. And I love Gus Johnson. Yeah. It was well- like that's what I'm saying. Like he was make something else in saying it so much. It was it was like he was getting paid to mention yeah, the like, name Maserati. <laughs> yeah, Gus Johnson is getting a Maserati every time he, he says signed it. an endorsement, yeah. and he just had to like tie it in. So he's like, that guy's name starts with an M. We're just going Maserati. And Mark. I don't know if that's a real nickname around the team for him or if that's a Gus Johnson nickname. No, it was totally made up because I, I I'd heard that they asked Marvin Harrison Jr. about that after the game. They're like, what do you think of this nickname? And he had some response. I don't I don't remember what it was. I don't care. But, yeah, so I'm assuming Mar, uh, Gus Johnson made it up on the spot or not on the spot but got paid to mention Maserati. Hell, yeah, dude. That was sick. Any other games you watched? You watch any others that uh, tickled your fancy? I, we we talked a long time about Iowa there and Minnesota. Yeah. That's a good game. I had to yeah. give a good recap. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, I fell asleep to another barn burner that I was actually enjoying watching uh, last night. 
Arizona State and Washington. Mm-hmm. Uh, fell asleep right when uh, Arizona State threw a pick six. Yeah. I remember that, and then I woke up, and it was like 1.30 in the morning. I was on the couch, and I stumbled my way to the bedroom. But I was, yeah, that was I was in on that. Like Upsets are fun. I mean, for sure. not that I want to see Washington go down, really kind of rooting for old Kalen DeBoer. You played baseball against him uh, my freshman year at uh, U- at D-Dub. He was the head coach at USF. Yeah, um, South Dakota just guy. A lot of, you know, just, yeah, it's cool. He's small-town guy, essentially, and see him fucking living it up. And all those guys, a lot of those guys on his staff have came with him from USF. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of neat to see. Yeah, it's awesome. That was, that was good. Um, that was, it was shocking. I go out on a limb. And uh, I'd say that Colorado's actually terrible. I know they didn't play this week, but okay. Stanford got the break speed off them by UCLA mm. uh, at home. Mm-hmm. So that was tough to watch. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, Duke, Florida State was good for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Virginia knocking off North Carolina. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Texas and Houston, that was a fun one to have on in the game. background for a little bit. Yep. But otherwise, those were the ones I started at on. Uh, Penn State, Ohio State. Then I obviously watched the Ghosts. Then I turned on. Um, I think I had on Texas and Houston for a while. That Alabama, was Tennessee was a good and game then, too. Yep, and then I watched the. Then I turned on Duke, Florida State. So mm. it is a good time of year. You know, you got the games spread out now. Especially, I only got a couple more weeks of it being from nine a.m. to midnight of football. Right. Right. On a Saturday. Can't beat that. Yeah, and like and this weekend, I feel like there's a couple of big matchups this weekend as well. Yeah, um, it's been a really good year. Um, we have Oregon and Utah at twelve thirty. That's gonna be huge. Duke Louisville should be a good one. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like there's one more at night. Uh Colorado, UCLA, I guess. But Man. those are the two those are the only two top twenty fives. Yeah. I mean, Georgia-Florida will be a fun matchup. Largest yeah, cocktail or it, party. Well, or it won't be at all. I can't – I don't know what Florida is. I can't tell you. Sometimes they look really good, and sometimes they look terrible. I think it'll be a good game. I, I think Georgia will win. They should win, but it'll be a good 14 game. Fourteen-and-a-half-point favorites. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a rivalry game. Anything can happen. I mean, dude, it's just – it's like any conference, any time – Right. And, and this again, gets back to my, like my whole thing is like these games, like you got to win them. Right. But Washington was in a fucking dog fight with Arizona state. Right. And they, they pulled it out, you know, by the the grace of whatever, whoever they pray to, because Arizona state decided to pass on fourth and three instead of kick a field goal. Otherwise they would have won. Right, but yeah. but they pulled it out, right? And and so any team at any time can get in a dogfight with anybody in their conference, and it's fun, right? And it, yeah. it, there, it makes the games good, fun to watch. You know, you think you got a beat on it. You ne- Like, Iowa, Minnesota should not have beat Iowa. Iowa's a 24th-ranked team in the country. Gophers are playing like shit. Well, shit happens. They did. Right? Yep. And it is what it is. So it, right. it could be a good game. It, it could be a blowout. You never know. You know, but it could be a good game. So, and it should be because it is a rival for them. Yeah, I mean, you got Wisconsin, Ohio State this weekend. That'll be a bigger game 
people probably don't know, um, Luke Fickle was the interim head coach at Ohio State. The the Ohio State. He played. I'm pretty sure he played there as well. Then he left. He actually led them to an undefeated season. They were on bowl ban, and then he left. And he went. He got the Cincinnati job because he didn't get the Ohio State job. They went with Ryan Day, mm-hmm. I believe. And yeah, uh, yeah man, it's uh, just kind of a crazy, crazy little backstory. Now he's at Wisconsin, uh, which that's a. I mean, I guess that's a rivalry people talk about sometimes. But it is. It'll just be. Yeah, I think to the Wisconsin people, they don't. That's a. I've just been to Wisconsin games, mm. and they, they. I mean, people tell you that they hate Ohio State more than they hate Minnesota, which is like, okay, why? That's a weird thing. I guarantee it's because they have this weird, uh, messed up, deluded sense of self, and they think they are so much better than they are that they're sure. in Ohio State's class. Yeah, and they're not. And they and they look like realistically have not also been in Minnesota's class for a while. Right? Like no. Minnesota has not been on their level. So well, you know, it's not a rivalry I mean, when you're consistently beating the brakes off of someone. Yeah, I'm just saying like the last five so really since PJ got to town, that is a it's become more competitive a, for sure. Yeah. Right. For sure. I mean, about every other year, I think the Gophers have had it back to back. But yeah, it's it is it's it's always a good game. I just think it's, I think it's always just funny to learn what other people, yeah, think is a rivalry or you know like like if you asked Packers fans, they would say, well, they hate the Bears more than they hate the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, okay, sounds good, great, grand, right? And I, you know, it's probably a split on Gophers fans whether they dislike Iowa or Minnesota more, like what's the bigger rivalry to you? Iowa or Wisconsin. Yeah. 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 And I would say it's 50, 50, right? Like, yeah, I mean, it's too heated. I mean, there's just like, all. I mean, it's, I don't know. It's just different. Like, uh, Wisconsin runs deep in football and hockey and, you know, and then Iowa, Minnesota and wrestling. That's such a good rivalry. I don't know. Mm -hmm. It's just crazy. Crazy to think about sometimes. Sure. Sure, sure. Yeah. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Yeah, USC got beat, though. Played Utah, yeah, lost again. First time in, or not first time, third time in a row. Right? Caleb Williams yep. has never beat Utah. No. He hasn't beat the Utes ever. And so uh, this is the Caleb Williams portion of the podcast. Because I got a couple okay. things to talk about. One, so a story came out early this year or earlier this week that he is making it known he wants equity. Yeah. Uh, in whatever team drafts him. Yeah. Which, boy, that, that hey, I like. I'm not. Uh, I'm not going to shit on you. Like, get what you can get. Right, we talked about it with Liv. Take the money, right? Somebody offers sure. you money, take it. Um, never turn it down. It's power. Blah blah blah. So if you can get it, good for you. Uh, right. And what are you drinking out of? A Is that koozie? a koozie? Oh, it looked yeah. like a square. Got it. All right. Cool, cool, cool. It was the lines on the back. Anyways, 
if you can take it, get it. Good for them. But to to come out and ask for it seems very delusional. Yeah, it is. When you're slotted. Yeah, it's a wild thing. And what the fuck makes Caleb Williams think he's that good? Clearly, whoever he has surrounded himself with. No, 100%. But they should also, I mean, yeah, I think you should also, like, yeah, put yourself in high regards. I I believe in that. But Mm. um, listen, dude, there's been plenty of other guys to win the Heisman Trophy and then suck dick in the NFL. You wouldn't be the first. No. I'm not so sure Caleb Williams is going to be the number one overall pick anymore. I've heard that, Steve. Um. I just, I mean, usually when a guy, like a clear-cut number one guy, no matter what the rest of the team is, he dominates. Mm -hmm. Caleb Williams has not been dominated, especially this year. Uh, He's put put the team in some tough spots. He's made so, especially the last two weeks, um, turned the ball over a lot Mm -hmm. against uh, Utah and Notre Dame. Yeah. Got into a fist fight against Colorado. They suck. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Yeah. He serves. I mean, statistically, he's putting up numbers. He's he shows some talent, without a doubt. I don't think that I don't think he's not a top five pick, but I think right. the some of the shine on that jewel is starting to wear off when you have performances like that stories like this creep out how he right. behaved after losing to Utah, right? Sitting on the bench, yeah, sitting pouting, on the bench and crying instead of going to congratulate the other team, you know, like it, I think like that stuff all matters. And then, you know, but just getting back to that equity thing, right? Like Rogers was asking for that. Yeah. It'll never happen. And, NFL. and they, they're like, fuck No. Right. You know, like, why would you, if you owned uh, a franchise? Which we've talked about is a license to print money. Yes. It's a license to print money that continues to appreciate. Why would you ever give up a portion of that? You wouldn't. For for something that is, A, unproven, and B, like, is not guaranteed. Yeah, no, that's the biggest bit in the whole thing. You Unproven. Wouldn't. Well, and like not said, guaranteed, right? Like, right. You're not selling a business no. for potential. You sell right. it for cold, hard fucking cash because you have years of, you know, equity, proven returns, and and like that's what buyouts are based on. Right. It, it, they're never like, hey you know what, I'm going to sell you my company because I think you can take it to the next level. Nope. <laughs> yeah. That's not how it works. Thanks for playing. Right. So he's he's in a tough spot, man. He is. And I, I heard an absurd thing this morning. I saw an absurd thing this morning. After they lost, they're essentially, I mean, they are. They're eliminated from the national championship picture. Yeah. Um, Unless all everybody all of a sudden gets two losses on them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of teams are going to have to get two losses, right? It's not Correct. just an out in the Pac 12. Uh, no. You know, you're going to have to have 
Georgia catch two unlikely, right? You're going to have to have another SEC, SEC team catch two. catch two. You're going to have to have Michigan and Ohio State and, Ohio, and yes. Penn State. Yes. Like Oregon and Washington in your own conference. Right. And now Utah will right. all have to catch a second. So for all intents and purposes, they're eliminated from that. And so you know who Emmanuel Acho is? Yes. He said with a straight face, Caleb Williams should now sit out the rest of the year. Yeah, I, he Manuel Acho tweets some shit sometimes. Maybe you saw him say this, but he tweets stuff sometimes that just it honestly it's just, why like it's just like biggest clickbait shit. Like that's why we have nil. Okay, it's so guys don't do that. Here's what happens: Caleb Williams sits out. And he's not going to go in the first round. You don't think so? No. Fuck no. It's too small of a sample size now. And I think then why would somebody want somebody that's, here's the, here's the ultimate, it got too tough. Here's the ultimate, it got too tough. At the guy, we need to be the most mentally tough. Mm-hmm. And he said, I'm about me, and I'm shutting it down. There's if 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 he wants to sit out of the fucking Cheez-Its Bowl or the Duke's Mayonnaise Bowl, nobody has a problem. That makes sense. I I don't think anybody has a problem with that anymore. You got one game left, and you're playing in a shithole bowl against UAB or whoever the fuck. It's just a recipe for disaster. Mm-hmm. I get it. Sit out. Take your money. Okay. But if you sit out the rest of the year, dude, I get that. Yeah, I get what you're saying. But they could still end up winning the big, the Pac-12. Pac-12 still out there because those other teams have to play each other. Teams could catch two losses, right? Shit happens. Just about saw Washington go down to Arizona State. Mm-hmm. The Natty is off the table, but I just think that any NFL GM is just gonna look at him and be like, "You're mentally broke." Like, that is the ultimate, like, it got too tough, and I just, I wanted to protect myself. Okay. So, 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 but here's the deal, Jeff. I know what you're going to say. So, what happens when the team goes, his NFL team starts 0-6, like the Panthers are right now? Yeah. He's, he was not, if he's the number one pick and they start 0-6, Caleb Williams going to shut her down for next year, hope that they get better, and then they got to pay him a whole rest of the year? After the guy was begging for equity equity in the team? Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't think we've seen that, right, Um, yet. We've also never seen somebody shut it down midway through a year because they're eliminated from. Totally. I totally agree with you there. Um, So I had had two questions. I think I forgot the second one. One. If, if, because I agree, like, I think, like, I think, I don't think fans should be upset when people want to sit out bowl games. Because to me, when you, if you're not playing for the national title, playing in any of the other games, like, they don't matter. None of them fucking matter. And if anything, like, you should be like, hey, great. That's cool. Let's see what else we have. And give other exactly people an opportunity it. to like get a jump on the spring and see where we're at on the depth chart and so on. Like, 
don't get your panties in a bunch over that shit. It doesn't matter if you're playing in the, you know, the Texarkana Bowl and, yeah. you know, your quarterback sits out. Who gives a shit? You know, right. like, oh, man, we got a bowl win. Great. Congratulations to you. Um, but what is the difference if if someone says, and I guess I'm just, I'm spit, and I'm not saying I agree with it by any stretch, but if we're okay with that, which I am, why wouldn't we be okay with kind of the same concept of a season being lost knowing that you're playing for the next level and saying, hey, the only thing that can happen to me, like my my stock is cemented wherever it's at, whatever you think it is, whatever it's been told to you, is somewhat cemented in some range. The only thing that can happen is I can get hurt and I fall out of that. So why are we not, why do we not think that that's, or why do we think that that's such a terrible proposition for them? Yeah, I feel like if they want to do that, that's fine, but there's definitely going to be repercussions at the NFL level because his stock isn't cemented. There's been so many times we've seen a quarterback light it up for the first six weeks and then maybe the team falls off. Or Geno Smith's a prime example. His senior year at West Virginia, everybody was ready to hand him the Heisman Trophy after the first five weeks, and Geno was going to be a top top ten quarterback taken off the board. Yeah. And the wheels fell off at West Virginia. They scrape by and win six games. Geno falls to the second round. Nobody's stock is cemented. I think the biggest thing is, well, you're going to have such. So would it not have, but like if he was going to be a first round pick after five games, right? And then he shut it down. Do you not think he would not have been a first round pick at that point? No, because there's then, then your sample on right now is only five. I think once they drafted Sam Bradford, number one overall after taking, after him getting hurt and playing one game, his whatever junior or senior year and then coming out. That's the last time you'll ever see that because an NFL team got fucking burnt and you'll never see that shit again. It's just like why they don't want to draft running backs in the first round anymore. Why they're so scared to do it because they get burnt on it. So if you, if the guy shuts it down at the, your, at the number one position, you got to have that guy's got to be the leader. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. He's got to be your dude. I think you're just setting yourself up for a recipe of disaster. And I don't think that you would find anybody it, truly in an NFL office making that decision that would disagree with me on that. That if Caleb Williams said, you know what? We played seven strong weeks. We got six to go. I'm good. Right. I'm shut her down. Right. Because it's the same shit that I'm talking about. What happens next year? Well, why wouldn't he just shut it down? They're not going to make the playoffs. They're not going to win the Super well, Bowl. So what the fuck's it matter? His well, place is cemented. He's going to be QB one. Right. But I think at the NFL level, it it is different. Right. And if you choose, if you say I'm I'm not playing, right? Well, then you'll be fine. And at that point, yes, I you know. You, you essentially said, I'm here for one contract and one contract only, and I don't think anybody would ever sign you again, right? Like, that's that's a totally different scenario, right? I mean, Christian McCaffrey sat out a bowl game. Well, yeah, the Sun right? Bowl, but, that, but totally now he's doing and, that. And he's been on dog shit teams and never done that, 
right? right. I, I don't it was, think it was the Sun Bowl. We we said what we both agree with him sitting yes. out the Sun Bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and so uh, not I get half the year. I, I get it. I get it. I'm I'm just I'm also going down this path now. Um, this is also the position though where you see people make absurd reaches and fuck themselves over because it is so important. And so you mean, you honestly, like, do you really think if he said, I'm done now, maybe he plays one more game and then says, I'm done now. You don't think there's some idiot in some organization or some dumbass owner who's like, go get that fucking guy. Like, I'm sure, I'm sure that, yes. I would almost guarantee I, it would happen, that he wouldn't yeah, slip I'm out sure, of the first round. Yeah, I'm sure, but guess where he's not going? Number one. Fair. Fair enough. Yeah, I, I can 100% see that, but if you if you mean to tell me, um, theoretically, say the Vikings are sitting at pick 11, and he's on the fucking board because he sat out half the year and he didn't want to get hurt, and the Vikings drafted him, dude, I'd be through the fucking moon. I don't, I just I I hate it. Yeah, I do. honestly I would. I, I agree. Hate it. I hate it, but I'm just telling you, like because somebody's taking. A, it. I mean, that's I get what you're saying, and it's their future and it's their money. I understand, and I'm totally cool with one game, but half a year, dude, you're just a fucking quitter at that point. Like I, honestly, you're a quitter. Like that's it. There no ifs, ands, or buts. Like it. Oh, I'm gonna sit out because I'm gonna make millions next year. That's great. They're making millions now with the nil. Mm-hmm. So, whatever, and it's not nothing's guaranteed. I understand that. I'm just saying. I just think that it's it would lead to more shit. And if somebody shows you who they are, you have to believe them. Right. Right. So, so him sitting out the rest of the year tells me everything I need to know about Caleb Williams. Right. I I I agree with you. Right. Like, I think it's an absurd move. To even consider, yeah. I, I personally, I think it's an absurd move to even remotely consider. But for a, from a talking point standpoint, I do find it interesting. You know, one game versus four or five that they have left, right? Right. Like, it, what is the big difference there for that person? And then when you consider the actual position, like if a lineman did it, uh, I definitely think that that they could fall from first to second round. But I think if you're talking like a guy who won a Heisman and was the number one pick going into the year and you know, yes, he's had two bad games, but he's also put up some ridiculous games as well. Right. Right. Like he's not playing terribly. Well, he threw one touchdown against a terrible Arizona team. Mm-hmm. He didn't throw one last night, and he threw two against Notre yeah, Dame. Yeah, he did. He threw one last night, and he ran for one, I thought. I I just had the stats up, and I swear to God that he was no touchdowns, no picks. Oh, Maybe sorry. It was, a, it was like a 60-yard bomb. I got downed at the one, but then he did run one in. Sure, but I'm just Anyways. saying, like... Yeah, yeah. There's, And I also think that there's another outlier. Here's the thing. Owners love what? Money. Mm-hmm. And so for years, everybody was trying to do what? 
every time somebody took a quarterback in the sixth round, every talking point was, is this guy going to be the next Brady? Because he was drafted in the sixth round. Mm-hmm. So now there's another one doing it in San Francisco. And they're always on top of the world. And there's somebody's following that blueprint. Sure. And so now I think just because of the price tag associated with quarterbacks, I think that more and more owners are going to be like, you know what, we'll sign somebody off the street. Go find and develop one of these fifth, sixth round guys instead of taking a chance. You know, like the Wolves could easily, if Caleb Williams is there, we have a sure thing in Kirk, re-sign him. Get us somebody later. You know, I think that's going to be a big conversation piece going forward too. Mm-hmm. Because it, you're just seeing it, and and people try to catch on trends. People are always looking sure. for the next Tom Brady, the next Brock Purdy, instead of just finding the next guy that fits your system and you can develop and run. Right, right. I again, I I I agree. I think it's a terrible decision. I just also think, like, given the the status of that position, I don't think it would impact that him as negatively as we maybe think it would yeah probably not because there's there's for every well-run organization there's poorly run organizations that do really stupid shit and make poor decisions we see it all the time and 100 there would be one or two or or five that would line up and be like yeah he's there at 13 15 Eight, fuck yeah. Whatever. Swing. Yeah. You know, swing for the fences. Maybe we get a steal. Like, they're they're already dog shit. Who cares if they're dog shit again? Because that owner is still printing money. Right. You know what I mean? Like. No, I do. It, I just. How much money, how much more money um, is the Hunt family making over the Wilf family on a yearly basis? I know a team might be valued more. But that's because of, you know, their their assets and right. you know merch and whatnot. But like honestly, like how I'd be curious, and they don't open don't those books up, right? You know, but right. how much more money on a yearly basis? Because it all the revenue in the NFL is shared, right? So, you know, the guy who owns the fucking Tampa Bay, well, Tampa Bay is bad, but the Atlanta Falcons, like when they're right. bad, he's probably not making that much less. No, they, it's all, like you said, it's, it's, than when it's he's good, shared. you know, like it's when profit they, share, it's profit shared around the league. They, yeah. I think there's obviously things that they make their money on, but that's why like Jerry Jones is one of the, like one of the elites of it. And Arthur blank, who you mentioned that owns the Falcons. Those two guys are some of the rich because they own the fucking stadium. Yeah. Those aren't, those aren't publicly funded stadiums. That's how you right. set yourself for like the, yeah. You know, so then you For make sure. money on concerts and everything else, right? Yeah. Those that's how those organizations flourish and do whatever. But I'm with you. It's yeah. I don't know. I just think it's just an interesting thought exercise, right? And I I do think like given the state of youth athletics currently, I don't think that that is that far off from happening. Just because, especially with NIL. Yeah, we have a loser society. We truly do. I mean, here, here's a, so in Arizona, we have six classes Mm -hmm. and then the open division for playoffs, right? Right. 
There's a 4A school. Uh, it's a private school down in Tucson, Karina de la Sol or some shit. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Anyways, they people here in the like the media who covers high up of the AIA, they're putting out articles saying that they should tank games so they don't have to go play in the open so they can stay at 4A mm-hmm. and win a 4A state title because they're the number one team in 4A. And they're, think, like, they're saying that this high school team should tank their last two games so they're guaranteed to make it into the 4A and don't have to worry about going play in the open division. Mm-hmm. Like that is, and I just think like it's such a fucking, that is a loser mood move. Like I hate, like we've talked about tanking in the NFL. Like think about your high school team doing that. Mm-hmm. So they didn't have to go play tougher competition. Okay. Hey, we were, re- we were recognized that we're a 4A school and we're one of Arizona's elite. That's cool. That's that's way cooler than tanking to stay in fucking foray. Yeah. But there's people out there that think like that all the time. So I know sure. that you're right, and it's sad, and it, it frustrates the shit out of me, but it's that's loser fucking mindset shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, agreed. But as you mentioned, right, like that uh, you talked about him, I don't know his name, that quarterback, right, who's transferred all over the fucking Dylan country. Iowa. Yeah, like Suaro and, you know, all these other places. Now he's in Georgia because that's where he committed to or whatever, right? Like that's that's what they do. And and I, I think like with the adoption of the NIL and now that these guys essentially will have their own teams and agents and all these, th- like there's oh, going to yeah. be more of these folks in their ear telling them this shit. And absolutely saying, Hey, you know, if you're right, like, so theoretically, um, say you're Caleb Williams, you can't, you're not playing in the, you're not going to play in the bowl game. You're not making the PAC 12 championship and say your last game is against Let's just say it would have been against Arizona State, who was one and eight. And you're like, you know what? Right. My hamstring's sore. And you just, you know, and that's how it starts. It's just, well, this game is meaningless. Doesn't Absolutely. matter, you know. And it, it, you'll start to see it creep and creep and creep. And it's the same. Yeah, it's it. I can see it happening sooner than we would like. Unfortunately. Yeah, I, 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 we could go on and on until sure. we're blue in the face. Yeah, I just I, think the NFL does a real good job at the rookie symposium telling everybody that they don't need you. For sure. And it's the truth. We just got saw an undrafted kid who played D2 football last year mm-hmm. win a game in the NFL today. So yeah. um, it wasn't fucking pretty, but it's uh, guess what? They don't need you. Nope. Anybody can do it. So correct. There's there's uh, tons of people out there willing to work. Yep. And it's like Especially you know that kind of work. Take well, take any organization, right? Like right. Uh, take anybody you know in your company or mine who's a highly paid whatever position you want to start bitching about a b c or d and not do the job and not do the work and not put in the time and they will 
replace you for somebody who is hungry and is willing to. In 100%. a fucking heartbeat. 100%. You know, so, yeah. Oh, anyways, moving on. The Caleb Williams section of this podcast is now concluded. Shout out. Michigan played Michigan State this week. Yeah. In a... Oh, it's... Just a beatdown of a game. And I don't... Barn burner. I don't know if... You know, Michigan State, the people who run their board were frustrated. Yeah. Or there's some weird motives behind it. But I don't... Did you see it? See this? That I'm... What I'm yes. about? Okay, so... The Michigan State board operators decided to run some trivia. It happens all the time in stadium, whatever, right? In between plays, timeouts, media timeouts, in between quarters. They're always doing stuff to keep the fans engaged, keep them in their seats so they don't walk away. Well, they ran a trivia question, and it was, where was Adolf Hitler born? And they put up a picture of him. Yep. In the middle of... Essentially, like one of the largest Jewish crises, <laughs> and I'm not laughing at the crisis. Uh, I'm no. laughing at the situation. <laughs> um, in the last fifty, sixty years since World War II, yes, and they decide to run this question, which just blows my mind. What? <laughs> yeah. Um... First off, don't know why you would ever run the question, where was um, where was anything? Insert anything? terrible person. Right. Why would born. that be? You know what we need on the trivia? If you need an answer for Austria, you could just be like, where was the wiener schnitzel invented? Right. And then somebody's dad will be like, Austria, Austria. And then people in the stands would scream and they'd have fun. And then, no, everybody would have moved on. Yeah. Yeah. But somebody was like, oh, how are we going to get him? Where was Adolf? <laughs> how Hitler are born? we going to get him? <laughs> I, yeah. Like th th that question um, should realistically, I could see it appearing on Jeopardy. Right is like and that a, fine. Yes, you know, yes. like hey, let, let's see how smart you are. How much history of the world do you know, and so Places on and so that forth. Start with A for one hundred, Alex. Right. Also, I can see it uh, if you're like trying to get your Jewish citizenship. Right, like how much do you know about the worst person in our history? Sure. You know, like sure. places like that. But at a sporting event, a lighthearted, escape from reality event, yeah. you know what? Let's remind the world of one of the worst events and people that have ever walked this planet. Yeah. Terrible idea. No, it is. Also, just the way the world is so fucked up. I'm honestly kind of shocked that it got in a rise from anybody. Really? You know? Yeah. Like, I, to be completely honest, 
Sure. Like the way things happen and shake out, especially sure. in the political climate space right now, right? Like, I don't know. That, that, it just sometimes it, got it just... any traction. Is that what you're, you're just shocked yeah. that it got any traction? Yeah. Yeah. Again, I think given the state of the current. Well, I get that. I'm just saying, world, like, like, I don't know. I, but also, like, dude, everybody's so up in arms about everything, which, look, look, it, this is something. You know, you want to be offended by it or not, that's on you. Right. Um, but it definitely raises eyebrows. You have, I don't know how long Michigan State has existed and how long their football program has existed, but you have long time. hundreds of years, probably a hundred years of records that you could say, who is the leading rusher for the Michigan State Spartans in 1989? Yeah. And then you could, the very next game, just say for 1990 and then yeah. 91. And then just do receiving and receiving. To, like, And then guess what? You only have to do that seven to eight times a year, depending on your conference yes. schedule. And you can do the whole scape. And then next year, it could be like, hey, what's our starting quarterback's favorite pizza topic? Right. Like, you, you, you it, it, this, it's not difficult. No. <laughs> so that's, no. I think that's why it got attention. It's just, it is so out of nowhere. Right. No, I get it. And I'm out of place. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just, I think I'm just shocked that like sometimes, because I don't, I obviously don't think the message was negative. I'm not sticking up for it. We've clearly said like, there's a million yeah. better ideas. Yes. I'm just like kind of shocked, like at the whole, that it's really a situation more than sure. anything. Yeah. Well, right? I mean, again, to me, it is. And it's gotten so much more of a rise because I, you're seeing a lot about anti-Semitism and everything that is going on in Israel right. with the Palestinians and Hamas and everything along those yeah. lines. So that's, yeah. a, you know, everybody's, super, you know, understandably, everybody's hypersensitive about it right now as they should be. It's a big deal. And so I think like that definitely raised some fucking eyebrows. 100%. 100%. And you're seeing it on college see. campuses. Like, the that whole... Whichever way, yeah, you know, there's both all sides of, of it, right? You're seeing yeah. more, like, a lot of that stuff popping up on college campuses, which is just, it's really kind of like, holy shit, like, what are we doing at college now? That this yeah, stuff no, I is mean, that's, all that's the time. a whole nother podcast. I think for yeah. a whole nother time we could fall sure. down that rabbit hole. Yeah. But I don't know what you think of, or I don't care, I guess what people like or dislike. I don't necessarily have a feeling, but do you know, who Candace Owens is, uh, yes. Have you seen her latest thing where she's on a college campus? I, I don't know. You'll have to fill okay, me in. So a little it's, bit. A, it's a clip going around. And I just kind of wish everybody would take this stance with everybody. This, I don't know. I, I'm trying to be very politically correct here. Mm -hmm. This being gets to the microphone and says, <clears throat> what do you think about people who think um, it's, I'm pretty sure she used the word, they used the word genocide um about with her being there like it was a genocide towards the lgbt community mm. and then mm -hmm. candace owen is, says i don't know dude 
life's tough. Get a helmet. I'm too pregnant for this shit. Like, yeah. And just moves on with her show. Right. So like, yeah. just your, your talk about what's going on in college campuses. Yeah. I just saw that little bit and I just wish everybody would be like, okay, I don't care anymore about your feelings. Yeah. Let's move on. It's a weird, it's a weird spot, right? Like I respect that attitude hundred percent. Yeah. And I, we're all move on from this. I respect that attitude. Yeah. And I think that that's a, a hilarious like response to anybody who's ever giving you shit you don't want to hear about and it's a great way to like look at the world however you want to view her or anybody you don't agree with it's right. it's a reminder that the level of offense you take to anything lies you. solely within in between your fucking years yes and if if you choose to take offense to it that is on you and all the problems around it are on you. Yeah. It is nobody else's problem. And so, yeah. That's on white people are the worst this week. That's who's taking offense to everything. I'm just going to come out and say it. White people. White people are taking offense to everything, Jeff. And they're the worst. You got cheese on your hamburger? That offends me. Yeah. Yeah. I knew a dairy farmer once who died. Yeah. So. There's a lot of people offended by a lot of shit in it. I, That's right. I, you know. I do want to just parlay this. White people are the worst. Okay. I made a comment about your trip. Yes. You did the most white people thing. One and of them. And then I said, boy, white people are simple creatures to please. <laughs> yeah. You went to a wave pool. I, we went to the Wisconsin Dells. Water, Correct. water park capital of the world, right? For yeah. uh, MEA, which yeah. was packed, I'm sure. It, yes, it was. Um, I'm pretty sure Crazy. I had COVID two weeks ago. So got it again. I, I was cool, but I'm pretty sure my wife now has it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, anyways. But yeah, yeah, we, we, we went there and it's, you made that comment and I looked around and I just let you know. Yeah, uh, I see one person in this area that I was in at the time um, that was not pasty, almost, you know, opaque yeah. looking. So you, you hit the yeah, nail on the head. And you said they didn't look like they were having a time. They did not look like they were having a great time. Which is just so wild to me. That and all the whites were having yeah, the time of their life, splashing around blast. in the make-believe waves and riding on their floaty tubes down slides. <laughs> it's just crazy. I like a, a wave pool is a white person thing to me that just is like, who came up with this shit and how well did they know whites to know that this shit was just going to run rampant dude <laughs> hey we're gonna build a pool but it's not gonna be like a normal pool every once in a while we're gonna shoot some fucking waves at the people and they're not gonna swim they're not gonna do anything they're just gonna stand in the pool and literally ride the wave yeah when you think about the concept of it right it's that is yeah because it is you look out there and it's just a sea of people bobbing up and down with the yes. waves right like as far as the eye can see you know the kids are having fun like crashing into them and whatnot but all the adults out there because there's adults out there 
just standing there. Why not? Jumping up and down, going up and down with the waves, having their drinks in their hand. They got big ass smiles on ear to ear, like, you know, like they just got laid, but they're standing in water that is going up and down and they think it's great. Yeah. They're not pretending to surf. They're not. You know, like uh, they're not rela- like they're not relaxed. It takes work to stand in it, and oh yeah, they're like fuck yeah, let's go stand in that bitch. It's which, just something only whites can enjoy, dude. Which we haven't, and, and this is not something I had planned on talking about. How do you, where do you stand on public hot tubs? I mean, like, do you have an opinion? Wow. Well, like, I have a public hot tub at my home. Right. Well, but it's not public. It's somewhat private, right? Like, I couldn't just walk up and just jump in it. Well, I mean, I don't know that all these people live here. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, You know? Sure. Uh, I think it's weird when there's, like, a group of people in said hot tub and then just, like, one person gets in another in the hot tub. Uh, Like, the one time your brother was out here in July when when he thought it rained every day in Phoenix, Mm -hmm. right? We were down at the pool, and there was a group of us. Ty had some family in town, and then we were all we all got in the hot tub at the end of the day, just sitting there with our feet in, you know, having a couple drinks. And this one lady got in the hot tub, and she just stared at all of us and never said a word. And it was the most awkward interaction sure. of our life because we're sure. like, well, she's here now. Yeah. It just changed the tone. Yeah. But, I mean – yeah, I think, I mean, obviously I've used them at hotels and places, but just like with friends, you know, like you go in the hot tub if everybody else is going in the hot tub. Sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, do you have a hot tub experience? Um. Well, I haven't. I, ju- I am just incredibly grossed out by them. Really? Yeah. And th- this, uh, at at this resort, I was getting like the heebie-jeebies they they so they have hot tubs there they're not like olympic size swimming pools but they're not small right they can fit 25 to 30 people but they were fucking packed dude like jam-packed every seat like on these benches was full and there are people standing in the middle and it was just all I could think of is, man, hot water, and I know it's like heavily chlorinated. I know it is, but yeah. I've read some some like stories and like seen some shit on like my six hundred pound life of people saying like they can't like shower and reach places, so they go to public hot tubs. Oh, that's sweet to like get burn clean. off some bacteria. Yeah, and when I looked at this thing. Yeah, this body of water filled to the max with humans, and yeah. I know, like, look, I pee in water. I'm not. That's, that was my question, dude. That's you my know, dog. Right I'm there. a peer. I don't. You know, it is what it is. Like it's it's That's chlorine. Why they put chlorine in them motherfuckers, right? And I, I'm just sitting there. I'm I like I look at the kids are like, can we jump in? I'm like, oh, fine. But I know. Of those 50 people, at least 40 of them have pissed in that fucking thing in the last 10 minutes. Absolutely. Right? And it just, it grosses me out. Like, when there's, I don't know, it just, it grosses me out, man. It, <laughs> I I think I am now, like, I have a very anti-public hot tub 
like stance. I just don't want to be That's in them. Crazy. I'll dangle my feet, but I don't know if I want to get like my body in. Yeah, you know, I think I'm forever grateful that I spent a major a long time. It's probably not a majority anymore, but a lot a big portion of my life working in hog barns. Yeah. Because not a lot grosses me out anymore. Sure. You're picking up afterbirth and dead things and yeah. you're power washing, you get shit in your mouth, you know, like germs just happen. I do not give I, a shit. I know. I don't care. You know, like I just don't that is never a thought I've had is like, how clean is this? Like I'll set down a fucking sandwich on a public table and pick it back up. And yeah, I just don't care. I don't know. It's just not a thing where I've been like, Oh, that's gross. Mm. Yeah. So no, I think I, I live to be 700 years old. You'll understand why, because my body has fought off every disease. There you ever. Go. Yeah. And you take that. What's the, what's grandma's, um, Secret weapon. Oxymoxylin. I don't remember. I got to yeah, look it, it up. Take yeah. a couple shots of that. You're good to go, man. Get, yeah. some, get yeah. some fucking horse tranquilizers as well. And Yeah. Ivermectin. <laughs> just keep that shit on deck. I just actually do a, a shot a week. Shout so. out. Shout yeah. out. Yeah. Uh, what's up with Blueface? First off, so you sent this. I saw it. Kind of like, okay. All right, what's it? What's going on here? Um, but I gotta put my hand up here and just let you know. I don't know who the fuck Blueface is. That's okay. I wouldn't expect it. Expected you. Um, he's a rapper. I don't know any Blueface songs except for the one where he says, "Blueface, baby." Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. I I don't know what that song's called, but. Sounds great. He said he says that in all his songs. He just says blue face baby, right? Um, if I didn't coach high school football, I would have no fucking idea who okay. or what blue face was. I'll tell okay. you that. Um, but he fucking he was at the Rams game. It was a pretty good game. I had it on red. I had red zone on today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was pretty impressed with the with the game. Tight game. A lot of action. Not enough for blue face. Yeah. He turned his, his suite at SoFi into a strip club. So, uh, wild flex. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, just crazy. He got all these people into SoFi and brought a bunch of ones, and these girls <laughs> pulled their pants down. They just started twerking in thongs and G-strings and pulled their tops off, and he literally uh, he just literally made a strip club on the fucking 50-yard line at SoFi. Man. It, yeah, why don't you know? I you wonder why? I don't know what network that was on. Probably Fox. Okay, we'll go Fox. I wonder why Fox didn't yeah, cut to him as much as they cut to Taylor Swift. Yeah, no, it's crazy, right? Probably should. It's crazy. Uh, last year, I think I'm pretty sure it was Kodak Black, also mm-hmm. another rapper you've probably never heard of. I've heard of him. Uh, okay, uh, Kodak was at a Tampa Bay Lightning game. In a suite. Okay. And he was having sex with a girl. Okay. Remember that at all? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, people, I think that like, rings a bell. People re- people recorded it. <laughs> like, he was just <laughs> in a suite. Just hit, he kicked everybody else out of the suite, and he just had sex with this girl at a at a, at a Tampa Bay Lightning game. You know, the, people are into wild places. I mean, that doesn't get much wilder than that. When it's time, it's time. 30,000 people. So, you know? that's pretty crazy. One of my favorite songs is uh, Money Trees by Kendrick Lamar. 
Uh, he has a line that says, uh, dream of living life like rappers do. I don't think that's the part I envision. <laughs> you know, like that's not the part of dreaming of a life, you know, living a life like rappers do is having sex at sports games or turning your suite into a strip club. For some people it is. But then also Ludacris once said uh, something about getting it on at the 50-yard line while the Dirty Birds kick for three, you know. So hey. um, he might have also had sex at the Georgia Dome. Maybe that's like the new Mile High Club. Is is in a public stadium during a yeah. professional sporting event? Yeah. Yeah, could be. I'm going to pass. Could be. Yeah, I'm out. That being said, I'm I don't out. think anybody would record me if I did. Well, you know, they would, actually, sure they, they probably would. would. They'd be like, look at this guy. Yeah. So, I mean, phones are everywhere. Cameras are everywhere. Yeah, You'd true. be on the internet in no time. No doubt. No doubt. No Just doubt. a crazy thing. Very strange. Very strange. Uh, I saw people saying he should be banned, never allowed to attend an NFL game before or ever again. I don't again. know if he'll be banned, but I think it's probably pretty safe to say that this the Rams won't ask him back. Right. Right. Probably I, I think they'll be like, well, hey, Blueface, are you bringing a bunch of strippers again? You can turn this place into a strip club? No. And they'll probably say no. And then it's my marketing will, team. And, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> um, you also sent me one thing. You ever almost shot yourself in the head with a revolver? No. No. Hmm. Me either. That That's wild. Was inches. Oh, that guy had literally has no idea how close he was to ending his own life, I don't think. Away from an unintentional unaliving of himself. Yeah. Have yeah. You, have you picked up on that trend too, like on like TikTok and like uh Instagram? They don't say like killed, they say they unalived. They don't say suicide or killed yeah. themselves, they say unalived. Yeah. We should probably say that. I mean <laughs> It doesn't flow as good. Yeah, well, I mean, because how, how words work. Yeah, it's not <laughs> but, English. But right. Whatever. Um, he was pretty close to unaliving himself. Oh my god, dude! Like, I I will and that say, didn't look like anything special. That was maybe like a three fifty seven or something. I don't think it was anything crazy, was right. it? It didn't look. It, it didn't like. It didn't look like a fifty cal handgun. Yeah, I mean, right? I have a three fifty seven revolver, and I've never fucking. I mean, I've definitely shot six off. And I don't think I've ever came. I mean, I know because I'm here. I've yeah. never. <laughs> You've never action. killed yourself. You've never yeah. unalived yourself. My bad. My bad. Right. Have one pointing right back in my dome. Yeah. So. Um, I've seen more times than I'm comfortable with. Yeah. People shooting guns and them being surprised physically and mentally. By yeah. the force with which the gun moves in return. For sure. Right. I think that's why one round for a new person on a gun is a is a great rule. Single round, Absolutely. no matter what. Oh, you want to try like, this thing out? Here is here a go. bullet. Yeah. One. Pull. It's going straight. Okay. You're not going to. This is so much power. Pull it back to my head. That's right. not going to be a thing. Well, because right? you know you could tell right that he was holding it and he pulled the trigger and the reason why the second one happened was he was so shocked by the force he just tried to grab the gun as it's turning towards his face yeah. he just tried to Forgot. grab the gun but his finger is in 
the trigger well. And of right. course he squeezes that as well. Cause you don't pull a trigger, you squeeze it. And <laughs> that thing, whoo, man, almost took his fucking ear mm-hmm. off. Almost went right through his eye. Holy shit. Yeah. He dropped that fucking hammer almost right back on his face. So <laughs> oh. <laughs> there's another really good one of a trainer or like a, uh, I, I would say a trainer of like gun safety and he's in the range. He's showing guys. He's shooting. Yes. It's probably like a 45 handgun. You ever yes. seen that? Yes. And he's like, all right, safety on. <laughs> and he like, <laughs> fires one into the fucking ceiling and he just plays it off. Cool. <laughs> and you can tell he's sweating bullets. And then one of the guys, it looks like almost like a bachelor party. They're like, do you mean to do that? And he's like, Nope. <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, yeah, I understand. Like I've tried to take Ton shooting before. Uh, I told her last night I almost bought her a gun a week ago, but, um, she's not, she's very against it. She's just like scares the shit out of me and she's going to listen to this on Wednesday and it's not going to help at all. No. Um, but it, it's not funny because, Obviously, a gun can take Super a life. Super serious, right? yeah. <laughs> but watching people with 0.0 gun safety oh. skills sometimes cracks me the fuck up because it's just it's uh, it's a tool, and I feel like if if you're taught how to respect it and you understand how the gun works, mm-hmm. take care of them. Mm-hmm. You know, you just res- like I said, it's just a respect thing between you and that tool. And yeah. You understand what that tool is capable of. Chances are. You'll never get hurt. Yeah. But people that don't, um, I don't know. I've seen a lot of gun range videos, like the one where the guy is like taking pictures at the gun range with his buddy and he's got a gun. He points it to his buddy's head and then he points it to his head and this gun safety guy runs over or the range moderator mm-hmm. runs over and fucking tackles him. It's yes. Just, I mean, dude, people have no idea. Dude, we were at a range once and we're we're putting we're just this is back when i was in the army and we're just putting our rounds down range getting some target practice in and there was um a group going through basic a little bit to our left and so like we obviously had a range uh instructor there like keeping an eye on us not as hands-on as like the drill and drill sergeants are drill instructors are right and like rule number one on a range is the gun is always pointed down range. Correct. Right. Until cleared and checked. And this guy get, gets done shooting and like somebody's like, Hey, good job. And he turns around with the gun. Right. <laughs> yeah. And he's pointing it essentially down the line at everybody else. So I have two stories on this, which all are fucking absurd. And he's pointing it down range. And I see a drill take two steps and he jumps and so they're in where you're in holes right like yeah. dugout holes so really like only nipples and up are above ground and depending on how tall you are and this drill from six feet away it takes two steps jumps in the air and he's probably six feet off the ground he goes completely horizontal and puts two boots to this recruits face and just knocks him the fuck out. Just flying, not like a flying single kick to the face. He puts both, like both of his combat boots, 
boom, right in that kid's head, knocks him out, drops him. And then he's like, they're all screaming at him, you know, because like basic is just absolute chaos. All of them come running over. They're just barking at this kid and everybody's like, what happened? What happened? <laughs> in the next hour, they're all just in forward leaning rest doing push-ups because one kid did this shit. But I mean, like that's how serious it is, right? Like yes. you got to fucking tackle them. And then, oh, dude, this is honestly, this is one of the scarier training accidents I'd ever been in. We were at a a range, a gunnery, and so you're using big guns. And we're in Humvees, but there's also Bradley fighting vehicles. Yeah. Uh, there, which they shoot small tank rounds, essentially in like a chain gun. <clears throat> And you're, you're at night range, and so those Bradleys have thermals on them. Well, the range, like, had a malfunction, and so when the yeah. targets popped up, they weren't lit. So you couldn't see anything with thermals. And these people's comms were apparently down, and they didn't know shit about, they didn't, like, hear it, that the range was down, don't shoot. And so they were just scanning, and they kept scanning, and they oh scanned over to the other Bradleys and Humvees that are on this line, and they started shooting rounds. Oh, my God. Hit, I think they hit one Bradley on, like, the roof before, like, everybody, like, got them to stop. Otherwise, otherwise thank God they were terrible shots. Like, they, it was, honest to God, it was like the dumb and dumber scene. Thank God he didn't shoot you in the face, right? Like, yeah. they were basically point blank and missed everybody. Jesus but Christ. But peeled off, like, 12 rounds. They shut the range down. And, like, when he turned, because these ranges, like, we're in the country, right? So there's a yeah. city over here. Like, it was like a three-week investigation to find these rounds. Like, because they were worried, like, did he fucking shoot into a city and kill somebody? Like it was intense, dude. Like it, it, but it was terrifying. Like we're just sitting there all of a sudden, like somebody's like puts on their MVGs. Cause like we hear a shot and we look over and we see a turret just pointing down the line at us. And I like grabbed my LT cause I was training new butter bars at the time. I shove him down. I'm like, get the fuck down. <laughs> like, and we just hit the deck dude. And it, Oh man, that was training accidents are like, we're, it's it happens way too frequently dumb shit like that yeah on ranges oh so dumb you know what's insane to me is, <laughs> there's definitely never been an investigation but the truman gun club is uh west of truman minnesota mm -hmm. and the range runs parallel with the road okay so you could be driving down the road and they could be shooting trap essentially at you. And I've never understood how that's a thing and nobody's ever been like, Oh, but we had a trap team when I was coaching there. I went a couple times, watched the guy shoot trap. That's when I noticed it. And it's like, you literally drive at, like you drive into the range essentially. Jesus. That's just an incredible thing to me. That's bananas. Yeah, there should be like a pretty like built up mound of dirt backdrop, you know, yeah. shooting away from everything. But no, yeah. Truman Gun Club just runs. The road runs north and south. The gun club runs north and south. And you, you know shoot. what? We throw those fuckers in the air. The cars are on the ground. It's okay. 
I think that's honestly might be the thinking. Like, I really do think that might be the fucking thinking. Like, somebody got to be an idiot to hit the cars. <laughs> you know, like, we hit the cars. We got bigger problems than our hands. Right. Yeah, you do. Murder. Yeah. Yes. That's that's a homicide. Yeah. <laughs> fucking insane. Idiots. Uh, do you have one more thing on my list? Yes. We've, I think everybody's probably seen it at this point. It's great, though. Um, full degenerate. Well, full detail. Full degenerate. There's, oh, oh, full degenerate. Yeah, I thought you said detail. Uh, full de detail on the full degenerate. There's a man in prison who's an absolute shark. Yeah. On sports betting. Yes, and just a, this a true gambler. Yeah, I mean this motherfucker don't miss. Like you seen that? That's that's him. Mm-hmm. That is him. Uh, there's a rumor out there that he, he raised his bail money, but then I keep seeing picks. So I think he's just stacking cash for when he gets out, which is a hell. I mean, I don't know what kind of Intel they got inside, but I'm about ready to commit a crime. To be honest. <laughs> yeah. Just be the canary right in the coal mine with him. You send us his picks. We'll just back. Right. Him. Right. He can start calling us. I'll place him. I'll be his bookie. Fuck yeah. And we'll just double down. Yeah. But this guy is just on a heater. I saw he's got a TikTok page now. Um, <laughs> I don't know how they're getting these videos so fast. I don't know if, if prison calls are on Zoom now or what. They probably are. Yeah. It's 2023 post-COVID. Uh, I have no let's idea. Let's be real. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude. Just insane. Just insane. He's just he he can't miss. This guy can't miss. And he's he's throwing big baller numbers out too. Mm -hmm. He's like, I calls his buddy, he's like, I need you to put a thousand dollars on this. Yeah. Like six uh, leg little, parlays. Yeah. Eight leg hits. parlays. Hitting. Yeah. yeah. I had a little bit of a problem with he called them the Indiana Colts. But Indiana call him whatever the fuck you Indiana. want when you're right. Yeah, I mean he's winning, right? Yeah. But just uh yeah, check check the locale, you know? Yeah. But I mean, it could have went bad if it was if it was basketball season. That's fair. His buddy just heard Indiana. Yeah. They putting him on the Pacers. Right. The Hoosiers, you know, mm -hmm. or they rolling on the Colts. Hundred percent. So could have been bad. But shout out that guy, dude. Absolutely. Dude, respect where respect is due. One hundred percent, brother. Prison picks. One hundred percent. Prison picks. So I, my last thing, right, there's been quite a lot of talk of, or there has been talk of Bill Belichick closing in on the all-time wins list as an NFL coach. Yes. Underreported. He's also closing in on the all-time loss list for an NFL yes. coach. So let's see. He is, let's see how many wins away he is from being the all-time win, winningest coach. I don't know when this was updated, but he had three, he's got 300 wins. Yeah, after today. Today was number 300. Most winningest coach is Don Shula at 328. So he's got 28 yep. more wins to tie, 29 to break. He has the, the most losses for a coach. Regular season. Uh, shared by Dan Reeves. 
and Jeff Fisher, who have both lost 165 games. Yeah. Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick, chalk, has lost 157. So if he loses nine more, he'll break that record. What happens first? Um, he needs nine more wins to nine more losses. Yeah, that'll definitely happen before twenty-eight wins. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess I shouldn't say that'll definitely happen because classic Patriots. Everybody was writing them off. They were dog shit terrible, and then they come out today and beat the Bills, who people regard as one of the best teams in the NFL. True. Um. Also think, uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't say underreported. I've heard a lot about it. People freaking out. Um, Tom Landry has a, he's eight. Yeah, he's eight away from Tom Landry's 178. Crazy, crazy to think that. But if you're, you only get that many losses by coaching for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, and like obviously you're winning, and it's just, yeah, the list is. Uh, the list, I'm trying to find it because I looked at it earlier, but the list of coaches with the most losses is all really good coaches or yeah. successful coaches. For sure. It's just kind of a skewed list. So, just kind of funny. Sure, yeah, they're all... Like that, Reeves and and Fisher are both above five hundred. Fisher's barely above five hundred, but Dan well, Reeves is uh, August eighth used to be National Jim Fisher or yeah Jeff Fisher Day. Okay, eight eight because oh, he was always five hundred. Yeah, sure. Yep, I like that. That's fun. So that's fun. That was always the joke. Yeah, I mean, I think it says a lot, right? Longevity, but his his record without Tom Brady is sub 500. Oh yeah. With him. For sure. Significantly above. Just interesting. Yeah. It's also a total reset. Um, the first year, I think they were 500 with cam. They were Mm -hmm. eight and eight, I believe. Mm -hmm. Then they drafted Mac and then they let cam go. Um, uh, just a little, I mean, I don't know. You can never let write the guy off. There's talks of him actually getting an extension. I don't know how much longer he's going to hold on. I mean, it's just, I understand it. Truthfully, I understand it. What else would you do? People who are football coaches. It's just kind of what they tend to do forever. It coaches in general, right? Like once they're done doing that, they die. That's just how men work in most professions, not just coaching, but you just see that in a lot. Right. Yeah. Um, so I I don't know I think it's it's a crazy stat. Well, it'd be really crazy if it came down to one week, where he could become. That'd be awesome. The winning this or the the most losses or the most wins. Yeah, that'd be really cool, right? If he if he figured out a way to be because twenty nine wins that's two years. Is I mean really from now? Yeah. He'd have to be really good the next couple of years. They'd really have to right. turn on the Jets. Right. Insanely good. Like 14 yeah. and 3 for two straight years. Which don't put it past anybody. I mean, if there's anybody no. that could do it. And then then you're in that conversation of he's he's tied with the wins leader and loss leader. And it's like, what happens first? Yeah. All time losingest head coach or all time winningest? 
If the script was real, that's how they would have put it out. For sure. For they sure. really fucked it up. The script writers for the NFL really missed a golden opportunity. Yeah. They just gotta, so I hope they hear this. I'm sure they will. I'm sure they will. Yeah. Without it, though. Be yeah. nice. You got Be anything nice. else? Got anything else, brother? No, nah, brother. I'm all good. We all get a right. skull tomorrow. Yeah, we get to skull all the, all the way to a dub. I don't know. San Fran's pretty beat up. Yeah, they got a lot of dudes sitting out. Be interesting. Yeah. So hopefully it's a good oh. game. Looking forward to it. Um, it's prime time, though. Kirk's already lost the game. You Kirk, know how that goes. Yeah. You know that narrative. For sure. Not the defense giving up 42 points tomorrow, but Never. Kirk's inability to score 43. Correct. Correct. So I'm excited to hear about it. No doubt. No doubt. All right, brother. Well, I look forward to Thursday slash published Friday. See, si, senor. And, uh, yeah, we'll get back in the groove. Yes, sir. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. means a lot to Benny and I. Uh, have a good week. Catch you all on Friday. You can follow or fade us. Be good. Ben, do your thing, my man. Appreciate you all. Be a friend. Tell a friend. Please like, comment, share, subscribe, unsubscribe, rate five stars, all that fun stuff. Be good, everybody. Whatever you do, back to you. Why you gotta be up in my business? Please leave me alone. I ain't being rude, swear that I just like my privacy. It ain't nothing wrong if you choosing not to ride with me. I got a sidekick, you know how Batman Robin be. Oh, Bonnie and Clyde, my feelings is down to ride. I just say the word, the dog is jumping the fence. I ain't say a word, the shorty say give me dance. Oh, that was your girl, she screaming my government.